Now, Niall Hatch, here's a soundscape that you'll be very familiar with and you might tell our listeners what you think it is and why you're so familiar with it, if you would. Well, Derek, that sounds to me like the Big Apple, the city that never sleeps, New York City, uh, which is a place I, I, I know very well, actually. I used to live in upstate New York mm-hmm. in, a, in a city called Ithaca in the Finger Lakes region. Uh, and it's sort of equidistant between New York City and Toronto. So we, I used to spend quite a bit of time going to both those cities. I know them very well. And yeah, that's a, a very distinctive sound to me. All right. It certainly is. Now, the first question, Isle, is what have big cities like New York, Chicago, San Francisco and others strewn across North America got in common. Well, I think one of the main things that they have, particularly when you compare them to, to cities here in Europe, is they're much more high-rise. They have skyscrapers all over the place. So if you're on Manhattan Island in, in the heart of New York, it's like being at the bottom of a big canyon. There's just big, tall buildings either side of you, full of glass and steel. Steel and glass, glass and steel, and that's what this next story is about. Niall, architects can do more to prevent bird deaths. That's what the headline screams. And the next question is, why aren't they? Collisions with glass buildings kill up to one billion migratory birds. One billion per year in the United States, an issue that architects will eventually need to address head-on thanks to mounting public interest and a recent slew of bills mandating avian-friendly construction in major cities from New York to San Francisco. Niall Hatch, tell us more about this story. Yes, it, it is a significant problem and I think that the, the, the full extent of it is only recently starting to become understood. There's a lot of research, particularly from Canada, first of all, in, in Toronto especially, where they've been doing research for years now on the, on the impact of these, these tall, high-rise, mainly glass, shiny buildings mm-hmm. on migratory birds. Uh, and now it's become realised that it's a big problem throughout the Americas and indeed to an extent here in Europe. A lot of work's been done in the Czech Republic. Uh, the, the BirdLife International Partner Organisation in the Czech Republic called the Czech Ornithological Society, they've been really pioneering work on this across Europe, not just with buildings, but actually with bus shelters. They were finding that glass bus shelters were also posing a problem for, for birds. But the thing is, the full extent of the problem here in Ireland and elsewhere in Europe isn't fully known. We have absolutely no data on this whatsoever. You know, a bird here and there might be killed by hitting a building here in Ireland, but you know that's not added up. And across the whole country, it could, it could result in millions of birds being killed per year. We, we really, really don't know. In North America, it's become a bit clearer because there are, in many ways, more clearly defined migratory flight paths for lots of birds there. A lot of them are breeding in the boreal forests of Canada and then in the autumn they're migrating south and heading down towards places like the Caribbean, Central America, South America and they tend to, to be attracted towards larger cities. The reason for that being that cities tend to be very bright, particularly at night when a lot of these small birds are migrating, mm-hmm. and when they're drawn towards the light. It makes it easier for, easier for them to navigate. They're heading towards these bright lights of the cities, but they don't realise there's a building in front of them and they just crash straight into it. So that happens to them at, at night time. But then for the birds migrating during the day, the main problem is the glass is actually reflecting the sky and the birds don't think there's anything there. They think they can just continue to fly through it. I'm sure many of our listeners have had the the fortunate occurrence of, of a bird smacking into their kitchen window or their living room window and either being killed or being badly hurt and people don't know what to do in those cases. People think it's sometimes because the bird was trying to get into the house or perhaps because it was trying to just fly straight through. In fact, they have no interest in doing that at all. Generally, what has happened is the bird saw a reflection of the sky or maybe a tree in the window and just thought it could continue flying. It happens particularly to younger birds who are less uh, used to migrating, of course, the first time they've migrated if they've just been hatched out this past summer. And so they're more naive than their parents would be. They haven't really learned the hazards of the world and they end up climbing straight into the glass. So you can be sure globally billions and billions of birds are dying in this way. 
And what the research for the United States is showing is that these window collisions and glass collisions, especially with tall skyscraper buildings, uh, they're the, the second leading cause of deaths in birds now after the problems of feral cats. So it's very serious. But they're talking now in the States about collision-proofing entire cities along, and you mentioned migration there, migratory paths. And it sounds like a daunting task. Is this possible? Can you retrofit all of these buildings, take out all the glass in order to avoid these collisions? What can you do? Well, th- there are a lot of things that can be done, and they've been making some remarkable um, discoveries in terms of how to, to lessen this damage. The problem is the birds not seeing the glass um, is why they crash into it. If they can see it in time, they will avoid those uh, those buildings and that glass. So the thing you need to do is to make sure that there are visible markings on the glass that make sure that the birds can avoid them in time. So they've found that even something as simple as just putting tiny, virtually invisible little dots on, these, on the glass, on the exterior surface of the glass, mm-hmm. uh, will reduce the bird collisions by a, a whopping 90%. Um, so you'd be taking, if that happened all across North America, you'd be taking down the, the number of, of birds killed from 1 billion to 100 million, which is still a terribly high number, but it's a vast improvement. Uh, and of course, there's a cost involved in that. And I think that it's something that in, in several, several cities in North America, including in Toronto, this is being uh, sort of codified within building regulations. Buildings over a certain height have to have bird-friendly glass. So it's obviously much easier to do it when a building is being constructed uh, rather than when for retrofitting buildings, but that, that can be done. And one of the things that my colleagues in the Czech Republic have found out too is that the, the markings don't necessarily have to be visible to humans. So long as they're visible to birds, that's all that matters. So so they found that having a series of very thin stripes in the glass with a sort of ultraviolet paint or dye will stop the birds from colliding with them. Ultraviolet light is invisible to the human eye, but birds' eyes can see it. So you can have all these stripes on the glass that don't interfere with our, our enjoyment of the window, our use of the window. We, we can't even perceive uh, this dye or this paint on the glass, but the birds can. And so long as you have a gap of just just a, a few centimetres between the stripes, they don't have to be quite close together, so wider than the distance that a bird could squeeze through, or think it could squeeze through, that that will prevent the vast majority of collisions. So it just takes the, it takes the, I suppose, the, the political and civic will to, to, to want to do that. Of imagination. Anyway, some cities, as we said, are introducing new legislation to stop this mass killing of migratory birds. Niall, tell us a little bit more about it, if you would. That, that's right. Yes, it's, it's good to see this happening. And it's not being done at a federal level across the US. It's been done on a city by city basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the leaders in this, places like Chicago, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and of course, New York City, uh, all major cities with very, very tall buildings in them. Uh, they actually have very comprehensive bird collision proofing legislation in place for the last uh, two or three years at this stage. Um, they're requiring bird friendly materials to be installed on 90% of the facades up to a height of 75 feet and up to 12 feet of Above green roofs, which are obviously going to attract in more wildlife uh, than, than other areas would. So there'll be more birds around those areas. Uh, now, of course, there are costs involved in that, but as we said, there are actually huge economic benefits to doing that work too. So a lot of the cities are realising that by investing in preventing bird collisions, there are actually going to be economic benefits uh, for, for, for the communities down the line, so it's well worth doing. Niall, thank you very much indeed. My thanks also to Aenany Launa, Richard Collins and Terry Flanagan. Our broadcast coordinator is Jarleth Holland and our researcher is John Bellarily. Don't forget you can visit the website anytime you like rte.ie forward slash million. Until the next time, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.